Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Tech Chit Chat Show. My name is Ken from Northern Viking Every Day and Northern Viking Explorer on YouTube. I'm here with my co-host, Stephen, 8-Bit Warrior. You can find him on Twitter at 8-Bit Warrior and Stephen Loney on YouTube. How are you this morning, Stephen? Hey, I'm doing really good. The sun is shining outside and I'm good. Yeah, after a bit of a hiatus, we are back here with episode mm -hmm. five. You've got your coffee all set. I know I have mine. Yes, sir. Yeah, me too. All right. I know <laughs> for myself this morning, I'm like, I looked out the window this morning and there was like this big truck sucking um, stuff out of the sewer pipes. So all the leaves <laughs> and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this isn't going to be a quiet morning, but I think they're gone now. So we are <laughs> all good. <laughs> There's always noises when you film at home. <laughs> are all the noises gone at your house or they're just yeah i room? i've locked all the doors and uh i got rtx voice running this morning so i think we're good perfect <laughs> perfect uh, did you have a good weekend yeah i, I think so let me think about yeah. it yeah it must must have been a good weekend so if you can't remember <laughs> well i was actually i actually participated in a bit of a, a game jam where you have like 48 hours to make something for game programming and i half-heartedly did it so i was busy doing that and so were you awake for 48 hours straight? Absolutely not. No. <laughs> I remember one time you told me you did one of those and you slept in your car in a parking lot so you could get back to like it first thing in the morning. So That's true. And if I can find it, I'll find a screenshot of it that, as evidence. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> I was younger. Now I'm like, uh, you know. My weekend was a little bit uh, easier than yours then because I ate a big ice cream cone. <laughs> yeah, you were telling me that was one scoop? <laughs> this is a single scoop, but there's three scoops on it. I don't know. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's dive right into it. I know it's been a little bit since we've done this, but let's roll right into it. And the first thing we actually want to talk about, this was news probably, I want to say a week and a half, two weeks ago, is LG closing their phone division that's, this is kind of crazy news. Um, both you and I have, I know my first Android phone, so not, I had an iPhone before that, but my first Android phone was an LG. I think we had the same one maybe. Yeah, I think it day. was, I think it was the LG Optimus one. Optimus. This sounds like a transformer. I think I actually have it around the corner. I'd, I'd, I'd pull it out if I knew where it was exactly, but it's, it was just cute. It's actually still one of my favorite form factor phones it's small mm -hmm. and just feels like i actually would like a phone that saw it. anyways it's actually one of my favorite form factor phones actually yeah no i've had several lg phones over the years my wife has as well um the lg i want to say oh the numbers are 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 going away well, from me like the four maybe or the six yeah we've oh yeah so i know that you and i both have had the g3 oh g3 the, yeah and which was great. And I had it up until like not too long ago and I was going to even get like the battery replaced and keep it going. And then it finally broke it after years of having it by accident. Yeah. Um, but that thing was great. The LG G3 yeah. Yeah. was fantastic. Um, and I think you yeah. guys I think you also had the G5, I think. Yeah, maybe it was the G5. All the numbers are blending together, all the phones over the years. And then they go to hand-me-downs for the kids. And I just, can't, yeah. I kind of can't keep track of the numbers. I know they were LGs for sure. Right. Um, but this is pretty big news. I think, I mean, we were both reading through this article and mm -hmm. um, they're expecting everything to wind down by the end of July. Right. Um, but it was kind of, there's a couple of stats in here that I know surprised both of us. The one was 
that they were still was it the third um, yeah large still like, provider of phones in the u.s yeah so still like the third largest um apparently the third largest dealer of phones in america which is kind of a big deal i would think mm -hmm. but even with that said i guess it's not good enough to be third in america i guess at this point yeah i know i mean if you go to a cell phone store here in canada i mean there was a lot of lg yeah. phones that you could choose from um yeah I think because of cost was one of the biggest things, but it looks yeah. like their numbers were sliding in the rest of the world. So that's probably. Yeah. So reading in this article, um, it seemed to be that uh, a lot of competition has pushed in from the Chinese market. And so mm -hmm. globally Chinese phones have been taking yeah more of that market and kind of probably pushing LG out. Yeah. Um, so again, yeah. And in, in North America here, we've still largely seen LG, but I guess globally, I guess it was a big impact. Yeah. Um, well, even um, you're seeing all sorts of other brands, OnePlus, I mean, Huawei, you see ads for all the time. I just yeah. saw last week, there's a new Nokia phone coming out trying to mimic the look of the old one. Um, right. But yeah, it's a smartphone. So there's still a lot of competition in there. One thing that this, one thing I don't like about them leaving is I, I do believe that their flagship phones help keep pricing down on other flagship phones. Right. Um, just because they were, they had a lot of features. Maybe they weren't the best phone, but they had a lot of features for the money. And mm -hmm. I mean, I never had a problem with it breaking. They, I, they always worked for us throughout our contract or whatever. So, um, right. yeah, it's uh, interesting to see them go. Let's see if they, who knows, come back down the road. I probably doubt it, but yeah. So uh, <laughs> uh, it's not the first where you see phone companies leave and then come back down the road as well. Yeah, I agree. I, I hope that they're also, I hope they do make a comeback. Cause I mean, they were my, always one of my top three picks of a phone. If I go to a place got to get a new phone, they were one of the top picks. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually preferred for a long time, preferred LG over Samsung. I actually was not even a big fan of Samsung design and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and LG seemed to fit more the style of phone I was going after. So yeah, it's kind of like, okay, well, now, so for me, I'm hoping that the form factors of phones that I don't like become more prominent with yeah. LG gone. Cause they were actually designing kind of more what I liked. So it's like, oh no. And now yeah. with that said, you know, I, so me, my backup now is probably like Motorola or something, you know, they're not, you yeah. know, where are they at too, but, um, well, I mean, if you go to Costco, a lot of their lower cost phones are Motorola, Motorola here in Canada anyway. I've noticed they've got a few different models. I was there last week. So okay. um, that would be something as well. And, yeah. and that's kind of my backup now, I guess, is Motorola at this case. Maybe Motorola yeah. is taking that anyway, that yeah. part of the market. I don't know. But if I remember correctly, Google, like one of their flagship phones was a... LG as well. You know how I can't remember what it was called, but oh. um, I believe one of theirs was made by LG back in the day, maybe six, okay. seven years ago. So yeah, right. it's uh, kind of, uh, it's interesting to see where they'll be heading. Yeah. Well, let's dive into the next one. This is kind of news coming out for tomorrow. Um, my son was talking about this actually quite a bit. I don't know if <laughs> cloud-based gaming. Um, we've talked about Stadia, I think, in the past a little bit. Uh, yeah. But now Microsoft xCloud beta is arriving for iOS and PC this iOS week, I believe. Or yeah. iOS. 
and PC. He's like, so- IOS? What is IOS? <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I'm abbreviating the abbreviating. <laughs> I don't know. IOS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you, not, do you not call it IOS? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I do not. I don't know who does, except for you. Uh, no, I do. <laughs> Learn something every day. <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So Microsoft's cloud-based gaming thoughts. Well, we were just talking briefly about this beforehand, and and, and it's kind of like so with Google Stadia. I don't like it. By, like I'm just biased by default, biased against the whole thing. But when I see this about Microsoft, I'm like, I'm actually okay with this. And and I think the reason is that like Microsoft has their main gaming platform. They're they're um, you can play Windows gaming on PC and on console. You got with the Xbox, and the streaming service has like a op, like Plan B for people who just don't have consoles or PCs as to join mm-hmm. in optionally. I'm not against that. Like this is like, hey, if you don't have a PC or gaming console, you can still play the games. It won't be yeah. it won't be one for one local on your own hardware. But you can still join in. I'm okay with this. So I'm yeah. thinking, is is it right that I'm like not against Google and their platform, but I'm okay with this when they're effectively largely the same thing? Mm-hmm. You know. Well, um, and I, uh, yeah, for sure. I I thought the same thing. It's somehow because Xbox is Xbox and they've yeah. done it in gaming before. It just seems um, like more trustworthy that this would happen. The interesting thing is um, tomorrow. Apple has their big announcement. Who knows what that's going to include? Um, right. With their iPads and who knows if there's P- or computers or whatnot. Um, so this is kind of interesting that this coincides with with that. Yeah. Which is uh, interesting because there has been apparently a bit of uh, some, I don't want to say tension, but uh, wrestling over the Apple um, App Store and with Microsoft trying to get the stream cloud system onto there because Apple is kind of a, a walled garden, right? And they like to keep everything, you know, locked up tight. And mm-hmm. so it seems that Microsoft is getting, has to get approval for per game to be streamed. Like they have to submit, Microsoft has to individually submit each game to um, be approved. Where on Android, you just download the whole Microsoft X cloud and you go in and then you just select the game from there or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they work that out. Like, well, and it, this article talks about that as well. That it launched actually on Android tablets last year already. Right. So, um, and so yeah, Microsoft- the fact that it's coming to to um, Apple devices is interesting. So in this article, actually says that Microsoft branded the iOS um, a bad experience for consumers in regards to how they had to work with that platform. Um, so if it gets brought up tomorrow at, at the Apple event, it'd be interesting to see, um, mm-hmm. if there's been any wiggle room or, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and so if you don't know how this works, I, they have, what's it called? The Xbox game pass, I guess, ultimate or something like that, where it gives you, you pay a monthly subscription and you have access to over a hundred games. Um, so you don't actually even necessarily need to buy games you pay a monthly fee and you can play all those games which is, is kind of cool as well so mm-hmm. i mean maybe rather than buying a game every every few months you pay the subscription service and you can just play all of those games right. it is definitely a um different concept of buying a cartridge putting it in your in your machine i think it's 
It's hard because I, as kind of the collector side of video gaming for me, I've always struggled with digital content because I like having right. the, I, I mean, I've got like the Zelda collector's editions, a couple of those and some other cool games. And it's always nice to have the box and different things because it's something physical and tangible. So right. um, that side of me doesn't like it. I've always liked to have the case, but maybe that's just me. Maybe uh, a younger generation doesn't feel that way. Yeah, and so. I, that's that's changing with me. I'm still wrestling with that because sometimes I just don't care. I'm now largely a PC Steam gamer, and that collection has remained consistent. Even like so, when I use Steam, I feel like I own those games, even though yeah. even though they're digital. So I feel like Steam does it right. Yeah. Um, that it, being said, my son wanted my son collects games, and he want wanted the. Um, the new Mario, I think it was the Sun, the Sunshine package that was limited edition. He wanted that, right? The hard copy of that. He wanted to buy the Mario NES Classic. All Stars 30, 35. Yeah. yeah, and he wanted yeah. to buy the NES Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic consoles. And um, so, it's just having it is. There's something that's nice about the tangibility. I don't know if that's a word. Yes, of, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> of that, so. <laughs> I know. Okay. The next topic I know is near and dear to you. Um, I saw this yes. and I'm like, Oh, Steven will love this. And, <laughs> and you were not wrong. Yeah. So yeah. do you want to kind of take this one away? Yeah. So we were talking beforehand and we were debating on what to call this article, like this topic and specifically said, no APU. Um, and I said, I don't know what an APU is. <laughs> yeah. And, <laughs> And I'm sure someone out there will correct me and be like, well, technically it's, but effectively for every day, it's like usually you have a CPU, the central processing unit, like your Intel's AMD, Ryzen chips, whatever, all that. And you got the GPU, like the inverted GeForce cards and whatever, right? Just put them together in a single die, a single processor, and that's your APU effectively. Okay, gotcha. So like consoles are all like APUs, like um, I think even... I guess even the current ones, usually like the consoles are APUs. They try to fit the, the GPU and CPU on the same die. So with these new chipsets, with the uh, AMD Ryzen 5000, um, yeah, so it's the latest series of uh, Ryzen chipsets packaged with uh, Vega graphics, which is nothing new. Um, they've been doing this for the other series of car uh, APU, CPU, GPUs as well. Um, but this just seems like a really uh all around nice package so if you buy this cpu you don't have to worry about buying a, uh, a discrete gpu like you still can use a discrete gpu but this is quite a competent uh, uh has quite a bit of competent graphical power in it mm -hmm. so this was yeah, cool it, it talks here that these would be able to play mid game mid-range games so overwatch mm -hmm. rocket league fortnite etc right off of the processor yeah yeah, that's right. And so again, this is nothing new, but it just seems like a really good, um, like these, these are just pretty powerful chips now. Like if you just want to get like a small form factor PC to put somewhere next to a TV, you just like this just allows for that. Um, so how does this differ? Um, so say you go buy a $600 laptop, it says it has integrated graphics in it. How does this differ from that? So this would be integrated graphics. Is it um, is it different than what we've seen in that or no? It's not different. This is just the improvement um, 
just over the previous uh, previous generations. Okay. Um, but this just seems like a really nice performance here. Um, so uh, first, that with that said, there's a big difference here between the Intel integrated graphics and the the AMD Intel. Uh, sorry, the AMD integrated graphics. Um, like the AMD graphics integrated graphics have been much more competent over the years. Like okay. if you went to buy a laptop and they have in, both have Intel, I'm sorry, both have integrated graphics, you'd want to go with the AMD one if gaming is a factor for you. Um, okay. So that's, that's starting to change with more modern Intel uh, integrated graphics. They're, they're trying to improve that. Um, but by and large, uh, in the past, you've wanted AMD graphics if you're doing integrated. And so what's crazy about this, so the 5700G um, is their flagship one here for this, uh, for the APU here. And... Um, it's eight cores and 16 threads with, with a top boost clock of 4.6 gigahertz. Like, I'm sorry, but that's pretty fast. Like, yeah. Um, and it's a 65 watt TDP. So there's also, there's a lower power 35 watt one, which will kind of more limit the boost clocks and stuff and, and uh, be better for heat. So if okay. you need like a, one that runs cooler, that would be good. But there's a 65 watt one. So if, even if you're like doing like video editing and stuff, you might be able to get away with just using this thing. Yeah, like I'm not sure how the uh, Vega graphics deal with encoding, decoding uh, video files and that. So, but like, if they do that well, then even for editing rigs, you could possibly just use this thing and not even need a yeah. discrete GPU. Like, I mean, so essentially, it's just a big boost in GPU power, essentially, over what we've seen in previous generations. Is that kind of? I don't even know if it's a huge boost over it, but it just, I don't know. It at this point. At, at this point, with, with just how all around performance this chip is, mm -hmm. I'm j I just see it covering like a majority of use use cases what people need now. Where you like yeah. legitimately, um, again, even for mid range gaming, you can use this thing, and it's just getting kind of cool to see you know how really, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I like this stuff because it just allows you to make really cool small builds, and you can just create these really small like. Yeah, you know, yeah. Well, you so, don't need a, a massive like desktop anymore, yeah. especially if you're not. I mean, I, you and I, <laughs> we we kind of talk a lot about how much our computer gets bogged down when we're video editing and and, yeah. and that sort of thing. But um, yeah. for the average person, this will maybe help shrink your computer size a little bit, or um, having a small form factor computer that's more powerful. So. That's awesome. I think uh, I'm excited to see those. I I don't think they were. It says it said they were delayed a little bit. Uh, they're not qu quite out yet, but they will be coming down the road. All right, the next one's kind of a fun one. I uh, I saw this. I'm like, hmm, would I do this? Would you order pizza from an autonomous delivery vehicle? So. That's kind of um, interesting. <laughs> um, this week, yes, this week, Domino's in a suburb in Houston is going to start delivering pizzas in these autonomous vehicles. And from what I see, it comes to your house, you punch in a code, grab your pizza, and then it drives away. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to think here. I've seen videos on the news of people pushing their button on their Tesla and is supposed to come pick them up at the front door of the mall. And it's like hitting other cars and driving over <laughs> curbs and things. Uh, so I, 
I don't know what to think. <laughs> It'd be kind of cool. Um, um, <laughs> like I don't like it, but that might just me like not like I don't know. I don't know. Well, okay. Here's the question then for you: Would you prefer to have your pizza delivered with a drone? No, because <laughs> <laughs> I I'm hearing stuff about drone deliveries and and stuff. I believe. Here in BC, there was, if I remember correctly, there was, um, it wasn't pizza, but it was another company delivering stuff with drones over on the island. So, uh, I don't uh, like this. <laughs> I don't like this. Um, I actually want to like see a person deliver stuff to me. I actually want to interact with people. I, yeah. I, I don't want a future of robots. Like, Honestly? Just, we deliver we order from Domino's now and then and we always drive there they're a few blocks away because by the time I they're so quick but by the time I just punch it in here on my computer and go there it's done and right. it's just fast but that's just convenient for us yeah <laughs> and but there's just something about like I don't know I how 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 automated do we need the future that like pizza already is like the lazy meal that we get like, what are we having tonight? I don't know. Let's get pizza. Okay, now we have robots, like, serve it. for Like, <laughs> okay, at least there's not, uh, there's still people making the pizza at our Domino's. It's not I hope robot. so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the oven is kind of a robot. It's a conveyor belt. So I <laughs> okay, I don't know if that counts as a robot, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just interesting. Um, yeah, I I think I if I saw one of these driving down the road, I'd try to stay away from it because I don't trust that it's gonna drive into me. Yeah, I know. And, and this is a whole different issue. This is like a whole automated vehicle issue in general. <laughs> Just attached with pizza. Um, <laughs> well, okay. So uh, <laughs> that being said, uh, this is all about like this kind of section's all about businesses trying to make life easier for you, I guess. Uh, um Amazon wants to put together your furniture for you so um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know uh, I mean okay. we've all struggled with IKEA furniture trying to put it together if you buy furniture from Amazon now they'll they're talking about putting it together for you I guess it's a good idea um there's a lot of people who can't put together furniture so so uh, uh, unlike the other article this is not robot automation this is no like this is this is human automation. <laughs> this is human automation. This is back to more normalcy, but still but not a, a good concept. To, okay. To be fair though, I was a courier for some time, not long ago. And I actually did have to like dismantle a table and put a table together as a courier. So I've already done this technically. Like, and I don't think it was even part of my job description, but it ended up happening anyway. So. <laughs> well, and I think what's happening here, um, other companies like Wayfair are already doing this, so they're just trying to keep up. But the good thing about this is you can order furniture from Amazon, have them set it up for you while a robot delivers you a pizza and you sit on the floor watching everybody. Hmm. <laughs> can, we, can we have a we future can... where, we, where we actually do stuff? Let's just all be super lazy. It's just, I'm getting like, what's that movie with uh, Wally? Yeah, I'm just seeing like a Wally future here. And yeah, and I know. and I say that, and I understand that not everybody can 
put together their own furniture um, and we all have different skills. So I, I think, I think this is a great thing that Amazon's doing. The, um, the only, the only thing is that like, I could actually see this. So again, having been a courier for some time, uh, I could see where as a courier, it's like, okay, I signed up to be a driver, not to put furniture together. There's yeah. actually a difference here and it may not seem like a big deal, but now you need to train your drivers and how to put together various sorts of things. And yeah. you may actually lose some drivers saying, no, I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. You might have drivers with certain disabilities that just you know, for certain reasons. Yeah. Um, they don't want to be in people's homes. They don't want to be that, you know, um, yeah. some, some careers may not be the most social people. He may not want them in your home. So yeah. it's, it's just yeah. kind of like, what kind of comp, what kind of frustration will it add to the drivers? Are they, are, is it like working at a restaurant and they just add doubled the, the number of items you have to learn how to make? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it sounds good, but you're actually then, you know, is it causing frustration on the courier end that just, yeah. you know, um, yeah. or should, uh, yeah. To me, it almost seems like you're getting your hand in one too many pots. And yeah, maybe they could have, maybe they should just have a, someone they refer to put stuff together, but right. You know, but regardless, it's a kind of a fun little topic. Or just, to or just get the family member that knows what they're doing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's what family's hey, for, right? Hey, Steven, want to help me uh, fix my computer? <laughs> no, <laughs> well, actually, yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> who do I call when I'm like, I'm like smashing my computer screen? I usually call you. Well, soon you can just call Amazon. So that's okay. true. The driver will uh, fix it for me. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> All right. The next one, we talked about this. I don't even remember a couple episodes ago, maybe we haven't mm -hmm. done that many episodes. So can in the last four episodes, we've talked about this somewhere. Right. And um, it's called Desk Green. And if you don't, uh, if you didn't watch that or listen to that episode, Desk Green is some software that allows you to, um, for free, other than you need to buy a dongle, use a phone, a tablet, a, a laptop, or even a smart TV as a second monitor for your computer. Mm -hmm. And it does that virtually. You put a little dongle in like this. So this is the dv port one i believe um is that what it's called i think and then they my got... brain just shut down i can't remember yeah the dp port i think display port oh, display yeah. port sorry not yeah. DV. yeah display port they yeah. have, sell them for hdmi as well um and you plug that into your computer and then you scan a code on the screen mm -hmm. and that allows you to um th through wi-fi and yeah. web-based software, you can use a any device basically as a second monitor. And we both tried this out and it seemed to work pretty good. There was a mm -hmm. little bit of um, lag, which would be expected because you mm -hmm. are running it over a Wi-Fi signal, but yeah. it worked really good if you're wanting to use your phone or a tablet as, as a second monitor and you can adjust it around if you want it on this side or you want it on this side or above, you could do that. And it's just really handy to have extra space for working. Um, did, what were your thoughts on using this software, Stephen? Yeah, so I, I liked it. So yeah, again, right. Um, so it was very easy to set up. You, you get one of those dongles, you put it in and it, it picks up. Um, it, it basically allows your phone to be picked up as an actual monitor. So you're not muddling around with stuff. It's just like any other monitor in, in the Windows setup. You just 
right place where you want it. Like, it was easy to, to work with. I didn't have a problem mm -hmm. with it. It was actually really uh, painless to get working. Um, and I found the quality to be very good. Um, again, like a bit of a, a little bit of leg, but I found it acceptable and not an irritation. And for me, it's like I would, um, uh, I had been looking for other solutions for this to do this kind of thing. And this is the first one that I felt was like actually competent and yeah. actually like, I, I, yes, I'd be willing to use this. And if I was at a coffee shop and I had a second, uh, I don't know if it would cause issues on the local network to, to work there, but anyways, um, if I was working on my laptop, even from home and wanted just a second little, second little screen next to me, this was competent and like enough. And the little, the little bit of a leg was like worth it. Yeah. Um, it's for like secondary things you need to have like documentation next to you or, or secondary things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I found it really good. The quality was really good. Mm -hmm. And given that the developer seems to still to be like a newer thing and it seems like it can improve over time. Um, I just see it only getting better. And yeah. what there is now, I, I, Gave it my seal of approval. Honestly, I think it's yeah. been great. No, so. it was really good, and it's available for Windows, Mac, and Linux. And I actually did a video on my Northern Viking Everyday channel. It actually came out this morning. Maybe we can put a link to that below in the description if you do want to watch that. Um, yeah, the the software. Um, it was it was easy to use, easy to set up. And yeah. uh, I think they did a really good job on that. So, and again, the software is free of charge to download. The only thing you need to buy is one of these dongles and they're really quite cheap. Um, probably $7 US type of thing for something like that. So yeah, um, and, and the, the developer is hoping um, in the future to be, to actually even remove the requirement for that dongle too. So if all goes well, that won't even be needed sometime in the future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. no, that's uh, that's awesome. I think it it was like I said, super easy to use. Um, we have one last thing we kind of want to chat about is, uh, and it's not all that long, but uh, RTX Voice. I know you're using that right now. Yeah, um, RTX Voice. So it is coming to OBS Studio. So if you do recording or streaming with OBS Studio, like I do. Um, let me bring this up here, the article. Um, you'll be able to get native support for RTX voice. And if you're not really sure what it is, it removes background noise. So typing or clicking or squeaky chairs, right, Stephen? Yeah, I've, I've, <laughs> I have a totally squeaky chair, but you guys can't hear it. <laughs> yeah, so, all right. It, it, I mean, it takes away probably 90% of the, the noise and it's a really cool thing. It's really so, good. Yeah, it works well. Um, mm -hmm. And originally, do you know which models of video cards RTX Voice works with? Or yeah, so originally it was only working for the 2000 series in video cards, so like the uh, 2060, 27, 2080, and that kind of stuff. Um, but they did uh, enable it for even the 1000 series. So if you have like a, I think the minimum you have to have, I think, is a 1060. Okay. So if you have a 1060, 1070, or 1080, right? Yours should be yeah. good. Um, I know like, I have a 1070 and it works with mine. So yeah, I have a 1070 as well. It's, it's, I've been using the whole time right now, so it, it works. Um, so they did and they didn't originally intend it for that, but people were like making it work anyway, and so they just kind of like patched it in and said, okay, 10 series, thousand series cards can do that. So yeah. it's what I'm interested about. And of course, even the new, anything newer can support it too, like 3000 series NVIDIA cards. Now, mm -hmm. mind you, that's NVIDIA cards, not AMD, right? So if you're an AMD user you're, or Intel integrated chipset, you're out of luck. Um, 
so that said, in this article at least, um, I'm, I'm going to assume that those requirements are still a thing. I'm assuming that they haven't made it agnostic and open to AMD or older 900 series GTX cards or and, and so forth. So I'm assuming the, the requirement's still there. So yeah. I haven't validated that, but uh, I mean, and if that's the case, that's cool to see that like, it makes sense to add that to OBS. Um, but I mean, it's not much of an issue to work with RTX separately already. It's kind of not yeah. a big deal. But if you're heavily into OBS and it's just one more thing integrated, I guess mm -hmm. it's nice to have there. But the biggest thing I want to see is, are they still going to have that requirement for um, certain GPUs? And are they going to make it, will they have it work with a thousand series cards like we have? Or will they require 2000 series? Are they going to kind of um, yeah. change that requirement there? So Yeah, no, I, I'm hoping to try it out on there. And and um, once I do, I can maybe report back and... Uh, let yeah, you guys know how it how it works. So, yeah, it's kind of a cool little feature there. Um, all right, so we have a question of the day. Would you order your pizza from RoboCop? Uh, <laughs> would you order your pizza from an uh, autonomous vehicle? My answer is yes. Stephen, your answer is at this moment. I'm leaning towards no. No. I'm scared. Like, I don't like RoboCop. <laughs> I prefer if my pizza came by drone. I just want to see pizzas flying through the sky. That's but... not helping. That just makes it, <laughs> that just makes it no. <laughs> <laughs> so put your comment in the comment section below. Um, we'd love to hear from you if you would order your pizza from an autonomous vehicle or a drone. And, uh, or yeah. RoboCop. Or RoboCop. <laughs> that might be the most fun. <laughs> so awesome that was episode five of the tech chit chat show steven do you have any final thoughts nope not really that's all i got for this week i'm just thinking of robocop now and like my mind is like i don't know <laughs> awesome. <laughs> awesome well thank you so much everyone for watching and listening to us today remember to subscribe here on youtube subscribe to us on our podcast where you can find us all over the place and um, we'd love to get some feedback from you until next time thank you so much for watching and listening take take care <laughs> take care all right bye bye, bye. <laughs>